Welcome to the Steve Has a Chat podcast, where I call someone out of the blue with the record button on and hope to have an unscripted conversation about Microsoft business applications. Let's see how it goes. Enjoy. This is Thomas Manders. Hey, Thomas. Steve Mordew. How's it going? Hey, Steve. Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I got the, I got this idea for a podcast. You know, I'm doing that little Steve Reads' his blog podcast, and I was thinking about trying to do something a little more with it you know, along the lines of maybe um, just talking to people, just having a conversation, um, you know, unscripted, uh, unedited, just off the cuff about something. Is that something you'd want to do with me? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. So we recording now? <laughs> As a matter of fact, we are. Okay. Uh, well, hang on just a second. Let me, uh, yeah, let me grab my door. Hang on just a second. All right. All right. We'll just fire away. So I wanted to talk with you about uh, Dynamics 365 for marketing. You know, it's a pretty hot topic out there. I know you and I have been, you know, knee deep in it along with a couple of other partners in this pilot. And I think there's a lot of customers and partners out there that are, you know, still getting their arms around it. I've written about it, but the intention seems to be high. And before we get into that, maybe you could tell uh, anybody that's listening to this, uh, you know, who you are, what your company is, what you're about. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, uh, so I'm the CEO of Coffee and Done. We're a, uh, a Microsoft uh, Dynamics partner, heavily focused on the marketing space about the last five and a half, six years. Uh, we really, uh, our, our goal is to help companies achieve, you know, better marketing and sales success through technology. So we've been in the space here with, with Microsoft about uh, five and a half, six years, and, and uh, obviously partnering with you now, Steve, in the last year or so to really kind of extend our team and bring some, you know, technical chops to the table. Yeah, I'm, I'm real excited about our partnership because, you know, obviously we couldn't do anything with the dynamics for marketing without the marketing chops. So it seems like a it seems like a pretty good marriage. And you know, five and a half years that puts you back into the MDM days, right? That's right. And that's uh, you know, frankly, how we kind of got into the Microsoft channel uh, through Microsoft's uh, acquisition of Marketing Pilot, which became MDM. And for those uh, anybody that may be listening, the MDM, of course, was a uh, Microsoft's first foray into the marketing space, which, you know, was ultimately, I think, not as successful as hoped, uh, and thus the product has now been uh, decommissioned. But I think through that process, there was a lot of learning, um, and that learning has informed the, you know, the development of a ground-up application, uh, the Dynamics 365 for marketing. So, um, yeah, a lot of learnings there. Yeah, I, I really felt like they they didn't really have their heart in the last effort, um, but working with the team this time around, they, they clearly seem to be committed to, 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 to getting this thing done, getting it over the finish line, having it be a contender in the space. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, just the whole approach has been much better uh, with, the, you know, kind of a, the, the preview programs and the pilot uh, partner programs that they put in place to drive uh, feedback back into the engineering team and the and the, and the marketing teams. And we've, we've actually, to kind of cement that, we have seen a very active participation from the, the uh, engineering team in, excuse me, in supporting the product. 
Uh, we've got, uh, as you know, Steve, the kind of key customer we're working with together. Uh, we've had a lot of participation from the engineering team. It's been very positive. Uh, at the same time, uh, it's a bit by necessity. The you know the product does its version one, so it's got its share of uh, hiccups. Uh, you know that we're having to deal with. Well, somebody's got to be a guinea pig, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. So we've that's been that's been the role of kind of the pilot partners and some of these pilot customers is to is to take all this. Uh, stuff that they built and, and put it in their environment and, and, and see if we can get it to work and see if we, you know, uh, where the, where the issues are with the product. And I know there's been a lot of that going on these past couple of months, but you know, every issue that's discovered is unsolved and that issue has gone. How do, how do you feel we're, how do you feel we're doing in, in progressing towards, you know, knocking out most of those issues. I mean, is there still a pretty long list ahead or are we? No, not really. Uh, to be honest, that, you know, the majority of the issues uh, that we've identified have been, have already been fixed. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, that's certainly a good thing. And then uh, beyond that, you know, we, we kind of characterize them as, as defects versus gaps, uh, meaning just missing functionality or areas where the product could be extended. And so we're already seeing some of those gaps also being addressed um, in terms of things like segmentation and and uh, the designer you know email designers and things like that. There's capabilities that are that are coming pretty rapidly, frankly. Um, and I think, as you know, there's a new release that'll be out in about a month that has whole new sets of functionality that we're pretty excited about. Yeah, it's interesting working with Microsoft now versus working with them, you know, a few years ago where, you know, they kind of go in a black box and build something. And they did that here as well. But then once partners get involved, they, they in, the, in the past have, in my mind, at least tended to defend what they've done as opposed to take, you know, feedback from the partners. And that, that, that has not been the case, certainly with this product at all. I mean, this, this group is, you know, tell us, you know, tell us anything, tell us anything to make this thing, you know, better, any bumps, any, any rough edges that we can smooth. They've been, they've been extremely receptive. That's right. Um, and I think, you know, they, they're listening, um, to, you know, to that feedback, which comes through the eyes of the user, the eyes of the marketer, who's, you know, hands-on trying to, to leverage this solution to, to drive very successful marketing for their, their enterprise. So, you know, whereas there's a, Kind of a natural bent towards the the technology and the engineering side of it, they they are starting to listen more to the usability and how to make the the life of the marketer better when using this tool, make it a little bit easier to use. Um, you know, right now there's still a bit of a need for um, support from you know people like us and and, and so forth to help initially get the solution launched and, you know, sort of learn how to best navigate it and get the results that are uh, desired. But I think we're seeing, you know, a push toward making it even more, uh, making it simpler for the day-to-day -day marketer to use. Yeah, I think, I remember when they first started this, this uh, effort back when they had Business Edition was going to be a was going to be a product, and I, I remember talking to the team then about one of the challenges with a product like this while it was still being conceived is, you know, who's going to sell and support it? Because, you know, with the with rare exception in the channel, 
you know, most Dynamics partners are not marketing partners and they can, they can install this application and, and then customers pretty much on their own. And hopefully at some point, you know, it gets fleshed out where, where a, a experienced marketer or customer end could do it. But I think that has been a challenge with the product is there's not enough partners that are marketing savvy enough to feel comfortable, you know, demoing it, explaining it to a customer and actually helping a customer succeed with it. Yeah, I think, you know, you're right. And frankly, that's kind of how we found our niche. Uh, you know, we came to this party with deep, you know, marketing roots and, and background with many other solutions with marketing process and strategy and so forth. And so in that regard, we're a little bit of a unique animal. However, you know, for this to ultimately succeed for Microsoft, uh, a lot of those uh, other partners that are maybe had more of a CRM or sales slant um, can start to come up the, up the curve to be able to do all the things you just described, everything from the pre-sales demo through the implementation and even the operation. We, we do uh, a number of a number of our clients where we actually operate the solution for them. So that is uh, an area where I think not just Microsoft, but the whole partner ecosystem is going to have to step up and, you know, increase their knowledge of marketing and marketing technology. You know, I've seen some partners taking that step. There's several now that I'm seeing are starting to get more excited and starting to get deeper into the product and, and, and getting into the training, getting their certification, um, you know, I, I, I cheated. We just partnered with you guys, <laughs> but, <laughs> Glad uh, you did. But, but I do see a lot of partner interest. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are definitely some, some partners out there. Cause yeah, for this product to truly succeed, you know, they, they need more than, you know, a handful of partners. They're going to need quite a few partners to really get this thing going, you know, and out there in the competitive space, you know, with the Marketos, the HubSpots, even the click dimensions, some of these other products, what do you what do you think is are, are some of Microsoft's um, unique uh, angles against those competitive solutions? Yeah, that's a, that's really kind of the great question. It's you know the the, the product itself is uh, version one, and so it, you know as you might expect, there's um, it's it's maybe not as fully featured as some of those more established vendors. At the same time, it doesn't drag along all the baggage that some of those established vendors have. Um, it's got I, what I would describe as all the core features you would expect in a marketing automation platform, as well as a few kind of nice bells and whistles that are unique. Um, the big advantage, I believe, especially for Dynamics customers, are is the fact that it's natively built on the CDS architecture. And so that takes away one of the big hurdles that we, we've often had to help our customers with is try to integrate a standalone marketing solution into Dynamics. So that alone, uh, and that's frankly a big advantage over the predecessor product as well. So um, we feel like that that gives you a great foundation to start from. And then, you know, as you look at what capabilities this tool brings to the, to the market, um, you know, it has some pretty innovative thinking around um, how you leverage uh, the data in your database for segmentation using customer insights and using some of the other capabilities and dynamics such as voice of customer or Power BI, um, portals, etc. Those things allow you to really extend the value of marketing. And I think, you know, that concept of a, 
a unified platform is really powerful. So it, certainly if you're already a Dynamics uh, customer, this is going to be a great addition to you. Um, that's what we've seen. And I think, you know, we've already seen some uh, new features coming out and uh, the, ne the next release will be, I think, in about a month. And already some exciting stuff there that's going to maybe change the game a little bit for marketing automation. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because very often the envelope is pushed in some space by a startup. Some startup comes out there, sees a sees the existing landscape and comes up with a new way to approach it. And this has been very much like a startup, but the startup is backed by Microsoft. So, right. you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a little different, but, but the whole team is really acted and worked like a startup. Um, you know, and looked at it the way a startup does is how's everybody else doing this? Where can we take the status quo and step it up, you know, another another level? And it really feels to me like a very much a startup mentality. But unlike most startups, you know, like I say, this one's got a, you know, what gazillion dollar company behind it. Yeah, which is which is great because, you know, frankly, you know, startups struggle in the early years to, you know, to get their products out in the market and deal with all the the challenges, the chaos, you know, the customers. Here, we've already seen Microsoft step up pretty quickly um, in terms of support to address defects and gaps and to, to bring resources to the table, uh, even, uh, you know, frankly, over weekends and things like that to help ensure that the customer achieves their goals with this solution. So we're, we're pretty excited about that commitment uh, that we're seeing, um, the roadmap we're seeing, you know, so it's it's it will be a bumpy road, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, there is that level of commitment that maybe wasn't there uh, previously with the predecessor product. Yeah, I think that, you know, I still have partners asking me and even customers asking me whether, you know, Microsoft is serious this time. You know, the, the, the MDM kind of left a little bit of a bad taste that, you know, they went down a path and then they dropped it. And now here they're going down a path again. But I, I definitely get the sense that there's a commitment to, you know, to, to get this thing to, you know, to be a legitimate uh, contender in the space. And it's not like just a little side project like I felt the last one was. Do you get that sense? I do, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it, and just in the in the mechanics of the way uh, the product is, is being built, the way the documentation is fully integrated, um, you know, all the release notes. It, just fundamentally, it's it's much more inherent in the overall platform uh, versus Dyna uh, MDM, which was almost more of an afterthought, frankly, in my opinion. So, yeah, we're seeing a much more consistent uh, deployment process, you know, engaging the partners and, and thoughtfully kind of rolling it out. You know, you're you're probably a good example because you went down the path deep with MDM, ended up getting kind of bloodied in the process. And of, of anyone out there that I can imagine that would be skeptical about the next effort, I, I would have had to put you guys at the top of the list. But you're you're you know waist deep in it. Yeah, uh, we we are, and all of that's true. Uh, we are you, are you just bloodied. insane? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and it's taken uh, a big you know, frankly, leap of faith here to get behind this solution. But I think uh, the early, you know, the early read is that it, it has already solved 
some of the um, fundamental problems with MDM, which primarily was the fact that it, it's now natively built in the CDS architecture. And so it leverages all of the power of dynamics. Uh, it's not a, a bolt-on, so to speak. And so um, foundationally, it's better. The commitment from the engineering team is sound. The, the rollout process is much more thoughtful uh, in terms of engaging a pilot group of partners and so forth. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of the right motions that are going to ultimately make this successful. Again, not that it'll be without incident or challenge, but um, it feels like there's a stronger commitment universally uh, to this to this solution than than the predecessor. So the elephant in the room recently, you know, left the room, and that was the pricing model they launched with. Um, you know that. And that, as you know, was a big battle for me uh, with that team from the jump. And I, I, I you know, wrote about it, and obviously there were lots of folks that seemed to share those opinions on how they how they went to it. And it, it took a while, but uh, they did uh, fix that. And you know, we've got a new pricing model coming out here next month as well. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we're uh, right there with you. We were one of the, the ones that uh, early identified that the challenge with the old model. And basically, the, the change is to apply the pricing to marketable contacts. Um, that's, that concept is what many of the other vendors use, but I think had gotten maybe misappropriated in the dynamic space because the contact entity is used differently for, for CRM and for other purposes. So now uh, that has been uh, corrected and sort of re reapplied now properly, which uh, when it's all said and done for the customer is the right answer. And so it, it, it associates the value of this application with how it will be used by customers, which is ultimately to market to their prospects and customers. And so we think that the, the net effect will be a, a very competitive uh, pricing scheme um, relative to the functionality and, you know, how it's going to be used by customers. So that's, I think, also sort of reflects your earlier comments about the commitment to, the, to you know, to the customer and really to the partner group who provided that feedback early on. Their willingness to make the change, I think, has been very much appreciated. Yeah, it's kind of surprising to think that that one sentence, um, you know, now only marketable contacts will entirely change the the trajectory of this product after all of the investment after all of the effort after all the sweat it, it, it wasn't going to go anywhere short of that one sentence and that really has changed the entire trajectory of this thing don't you think absolutely yeah we you know we were uh, we have been one of the early uh, participants in this overall program, and right up front, we had some customers that bounced quickly because the pricing was just a, a big mess. And so now, you know, now unfortunately, had had this been in place, I think those might have been a, a win, or at least would have had the opportunity to be a win. So uh, I think it's a good good direction forward now. Yeah, I think ironically, that's kind of given us the opportunity to work with the team to sort out some of the you know initial issues. Uh, you know, I would hate to have been trying to sort out some of those initial issues with hundreds of customers uh, at once. Uh, 
So, I mean, good news, bad news, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, and it's it's this. You're right. It may be kind of a uh, the silver lining on a on a what was a dark cloud. Um, so now we've had a much more methodical rollout. We've identified a lot of issues, but those again, those issues have already been corrected. So we feel like, you know, the product is becoming uh, stable very very quickly, and that's going to open the door to much more success. You know, many more implementations. Um, in a, uh, ultimately in a faster path and without all the headaches that might have might have uh, been encountered a few months ago. So bugs have been fixed for the most part. Uh, pricing model has been you know fixed into something that makes sense. Throw your head back, look at a year from now. Where do you see this product? I, I'm very bullish on it. I think it's going to be uh, a real uh, com- uh, competitor. You know, I think it's going to be very successful. I think the, the areas that are going to, you know, need some fine tuning over the next 12 months are the usability. We still see a need and are hearing, you know, from our customers uh, who are trying to use the product that they do need additional guidance from, you know, from an expert. Um, that's something that I think will get resolved over the next, you know, six to 12 months, just making it a little bit more intuitive to navigate, making some of the functionality that requires maybe a bit more, uh, technical experience than it should, um, make some of that simpler so that the average marketer can kind of go in there and, and use it without having to know a lot of code or know, you know, very specific, uh, disciplines that, you know, you'd, you'd like to, the, the point being, you'd like to have it be very simple and very usable by any marketer in any in- industry. And right now, I think it's not quite as simple as ultimately it will be maybe 12 months from now. I mean, that could be really said for everything in Dynamics 365, though. I mean, most of the products are very powerful. And, you know, it's a pretty rare customer who invests in the internal resources to be able to, you know, be successful. And that's one of the reasons the whole partner community exists out there. And that's right. You know, I, I think with this product is it's also similar. It's not like they just created a, you know, an email mailing application here. You know, uh, they, they, they really have built a lot of capability around this product. Um, and it's, it's complicated. Uh, I, can, I mean, I can certainly see over time it, it getting easier and certainly for routine tasks like I want to create a newsletter, uh, you know, ultimately a marketer at a customer you know, needs to be able to easily do that themselves. That's right. But there's, there's lots of things in there that that could potentially beyond, be beyond what someone with just a marketing understanding you know, might struggle with for now, maybe for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, on a relative scale, uh, you, you point out something interesting, which is for a version one, you know, product, it does have a, a very wide footprint. It's got, you know, a lot, a lot of the capabilities that y- you might not expect from an early product. Um, things like the LinkedIn integration and, and surveys and portals connections and um, events is probably one of the big differentiators of uh, this product for, for any companies doing webinars and events. There's a whole event planning capability that you typically wouldn't find in a marketing automation solution. So there's definitely some, some really nice um, extensions off of kind of the classic marketing automation. Uh, and then all the things that you would expect in marketing automation are there and they're solid. 
they're lean, they're efficient. So we're, you know, we're pretty excited about it. We're excited about the roadmap and some of the things that are coming out uh, in October uh, already, you know, so pretty, pretty quickly. And, um, you know, I think it'll take a little bit of uh, learning and trial and error, but ultimately a lot of these capabilities are really going to make this a powerful platform for marketers. So then for some of the customers that kind of jumped in on the, you know, on the V1, uh, with or without a partner and, and had some, you know, had some issues or challenges, you'd say, you know, don't, don't give up on it just yet. I mean, we're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that we've, in, in fact, I don't know that we've, uh, I guess we wouldn't know if they've given up yet, but we've had uh, several that are still uh, engaged and working with it. They're they're kind of expanding their uh, use of it from you know basic emails to more sophisticated journeys uh, that incorporate events or webinars. Um, those are the you know the use cases we're seeing now. Um, I would say that you know you know. Selfishly, our value is really helping them understand how to execute those things and how to put structure in place. Our, our firm's mission is really more about getting business value from any technology, whether it's this one or another one. And that really relies on having a sound strategy, having a good understanding of customers, how they buy, why they buy, why they don't buy, uh, where they get their information, and you know, we, we help our customers through a process to define that customer journey and help them sort of message map their content into that journey. And so it gives purpose to a solution like Dynamics 365 for marketing. It's not just a, it's just a tool in, some, in one sense. So if you don't have a, a strategy to use it, it's not going to, it's not really going to drive business value for you. You know, I think that maybe more than any of the other solutions, this one is, is fairly naked, whether it's working for you or not. Um, you know, a sales application, fine, makes things more efficient for the sales team, field service, you know, is, you know, managing that group, but a marketing solution, yeah, I'm going to install that solution and I'm going to expect results from using that solution, measurable results that I can look at. Uh, so it, it, it pretty much lays itself out there, whether it's a success or failure for your organization. Yeah, you're right about that. And the, uh, the embedded insights are really, are really awesome, frankly. The ability, you know, to get all of your, uh, not just your emails, but the web and events and all, all the statistics that help you understand what kind of traction you're making with your, with your prospects and customers. That's really powerful stuff, and and you're right. It's it's pretty much right out of the box. So, if I've you know built my uh, campaigns properly, if I built my journeys properly, I can see you know instantaneously what kind of performance I'm having, and that's really that's really important because the reality is marketing itself is a bit of trial and error. Uh, the whole concept of uh, A/B testing or whatever is to to help you understand what's working and what's not, and be able to rapidly make adjustments to uh to better engage your customers so we're you know we're really uh bullish on that part of it for sure the uh the embedded power bi capabilities yeah you know they they certainly went after some big blocks of differentiation like events but even in some of the small areas they really tried to stretch that beyond 
what maybe some of the other solutions provide and leverage some of the things that only they have. And I'm thinking about like the, you know, the lead scoring and some of that sort of stuff that makes deep use of, you know, Azure analytics mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, just, just, uh, it's an unfair advantage. I mean, they have this advantage that they've got this huge Azure machine learning, you know, uh, infrastructure that they can tap into and they're, they're, you know, they're, just and you mentioned the portals for the events thing they're really mm -hmm. taking some of the things that are unique to microsoft and and creating a you know some unique advantages intentionally i think yeah absolutely and, and the fact that it's all seamless is what's really powerful right i mean that stuff can be done uh, with other solutions but it requires a lot of integration and a lot of syncing and you know just trying to marry up data here it's pretty much uh, native so all that happens really without much thought for the user, um, and that's that's good stuff. The the power of you know being able to access all the data within Dynamics uh, 365, that's a I think is a huge opportunity, especially for companies that are um, you know savvy with their data, the the way they use customer data, transactional data, persona personification, and you know, be able to bring all that into a common database and segment against it. Um, we're, you know, we're starting to see a lot more interest in behavioral marketing, using behavioral science to look at the, the actions of customers. Again, why they buy, you know, what's the mind state uh, of the buyer and how to really trigger that. Um, you know, there's a lot of new capabilities that companies are bringing to the table and you need a tool like uh, Dynamics uh, Market 365 for marketing to be able to take advantage of that information. Yeah, it sounds like Big Brother is here, right? <laughs> I, I suppose <laughs> there's some truth to that. Uh, but it's also yeah, as long you as know, it's one, working for me, I'm okay with it. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, one 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 other comment I I do think um, we've seen is that the approach here with this marketing solution. Um, it does take to account some of the new, you know, regulations that that are out there. The GDPR certainly, um, and this idea of opting in, you know, the the notion of buying lists and blasting emails that that's dying pretty pretty quickly. Um, I think people are realizing that that approach has such a low success rate. They're really looking for ways to engage, um, you know, inbound and be able to target uh, prospects and customers who are interested in their products and not just blast the universe. So the design of the application, I think, takes into account a lot of that new thinking. Um, it's very efficient in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is definitely an advantage of building something brand new from the ground up in today's environment. Um, you know, as you, you you know, GDPR is there the day they launched this product. It was so this thing was built with GDPR in mind at the outset, as opposed to going into a legacy application and trying to make it accommodate. Um, so it does seem like I mean, I, I I've always been you know one of those early adopters, um, and you know there's always risk with being an early adopter, but I think I feel a little better that you know, with Microsoft behind it that you know the, the, it's gonna it's gonna move quickly. Um, and I think it's, I think it's going to move, I think it's going to move the needle for them. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, Thomas, I yeah, think we probably too. covered and it. Go ahead. Yeah. Steve, 
I was just going to say, I think we probably covered what I was hoping to get from you in this little bit of time. Um, okay, good. Well, that's it's timely because I've got, I've got another call scheduled. Well, but, uh, it, it, it looks like you're about a minute late uh, to the to the top of the hour. So um, th thank you for holding over and, and taking this call off the cuff. How could people reach you? Yeah, so uh, I appreciate that. It's uh, coffee-done.com, www.coffee-done.com. Uh, certainly they can reach me at tmanders at uh, coffee-done.com and then um, you know any if, if none of those work uh, you know feel free to reach Steve and he'll track me down All right, cool, so I man. appreciate the opportunity I uh, thank you for uh, you know taking the time and catching you off guard like this talk to you soon <laughs> no worries good luck with the, uh, the future podcast All right. thanks